Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. I can take them to a place uh, personally that they can't get to themselves. Right back in this game. Big expectations. They got to buy into that, and it's not going to be comfortable at times. I pull and I root for the team because I know if the team's playing well, it makes the people in the city excited and happy. You know, we're in this thing to win. This game is over. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Plus. This is Milan Lucci. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. DI. I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stopper on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. Western Conference playoff hunt, but they didn't really gain much ground over the weekend. It's Brendan Escott filling in for Bob Stoffer today on Oilers Now. Bob flying from Vegas to St. Louis as we speak, and uh, we'll we'll check in with him later, but we'll just put a bow on everything right now by saying the Oilers are in absolute desperation mode. Every game that goes along, they have less and less wiggle room, and losing to Vegas last night could possibly have been the final dagger in the playoff hopes. But, you know, anything's possible. We can still sit here and say that because mathematically they are still in it. And we're running a Twitter poll right now. If you want to go check it out, it's both on my Twitter, at Brendan Escott and at Oilers Now. Who do you think is going to claim that final wildcard spot in the Western Conference? You might be surprised at how many people think the Oilers do have a genuine crack at that. So... We'll get into it momentarily. Got to tell you first, though, it's all brought to you by by Digitex here on Oilers Now. PCs, copiers, supplies, printers, laptops, IT, plotters, software, and now Digitex can manage your corporate cell phone plan, saving your company money. All your devices managed at digitex.ca. It is genuinely a jam-packed show today. We've got six people checking in with us. Bob coming up at about 12.15. Our regular Monday contributor, John Shannon, at at 12.35, rather. And then we go Oil Kings from 1 to 1.30. Trey Fix-Wolanski joining me at 1.05, followed by Director of Business Operations for the Edmonton Oil Kings, who secured a division win for the first time in five seasons, by the way. Daniel Troiani will join us at 1.20. 1.35, we'll check in with the Athletics. Daniel Nugent-Bowman talking about the Oilers and some of the teams around them. And then at 1.45, we're going to take a look around the AJHL playoff scene with host of the Canalta AJHL coach show Dave Dawson 
So, 3-2 overtime win. Connor and Leon doing much of the heavy lifting for the Oilers on Saturday. It was a four-point game. They needed the win. They got it. Uh, and I wonder if it just gassed them out a little too much because with the team, with as little depth as they had, they go into Vegas and, well, I'll just let Jack Michaels tell you the rest of the story. 18,500 plus, many of them clad in blue and orange and they watch Leon Dreisaitl, who was a horse last night, winning 18 of 28 face-offs controlling this one to start the game. Kanner flipped wide by Nosek. Wrapped around twice. Tuck denied. What a stick save made by Koskinen. So here's Cassie to shot off the post. He beat Malcolm Subban, the starter, cleanly. And I don't know why they're chanting Subban because he was beating Cassie and Rob. Quick shot save. Koskinen. Rebound. Throw it in front. One time to score. Almost inevitable. And Mark Stone buried it after the setup from Carlson. Left bomb to McDavid. What timer Nugent Hopkins scores? We are tied at one. Power play goal. Ryan Nugent Hopkins. That's his 23rd of the year. Just one off his career high. Carpenter with a clear. Eakin walks in. Rear shot score. Left wing. Beat Koskin in high glove. Off the draw. Wide open. In front. Dreisaitl scores. Right off the faceoff. A sitter for Leon Dreisaitl. And he puts it upstairs on Malcolm Subban. Connor McDavid with the setup. Jack, that's eight consecutive games where he's had two or more points. We got ourselves a tie game. Elite level finish from Drysaddle, but that was a tough one for the netminder there. Marcia so will break out right wing. In over the blue line. Shoots! Scores! High glove. 3-2. Back through center. So they're without a loss in regulation and they get a fourth goal from Marcia so between the wickets. Amico Koskinen drive. Russell scores! And Edmonton within 4-3 to three on the first shot on goal credited in this period. It's a blast from Chris Russell. Shot by McNabb. It squeezed through Koskinen and rolled in. 5-3. Drysaddle couldn't get it to him. Turned it over. Alex Tuck. Rick shot score. 6-3. Vegas puts it away. So there you have it. Uh, Miko Koskinen not strong in net last night. Uh, a lot was made on Twitter about his glove hand being exposed. He did not play back-to-backs last season in the KHL. So you wonder, with him trying to figure out how to body a starter's load, if that's starting to uh, wear on him a little bit. And some text coming in right now. On the Heartland Ford text line at 630-630, suggesting the same may be said for some of the top stars sooner than later. Uh, if you want to interact on the text line, it is brought to you by Heartland Ford. Do not buy a new or pre-owned Ford without giving Heartland a chance. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford. Of course, we're available on the Oilers now. Hotline at 780-496-0063. That's brought to you by the River Cree Resort and Casino. They've got Grammy winner Rick Springfield taking the stage at the River Cree Saturday, March 23rd. Tickets available at Ticketmaster.ca. We will continue inside the Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct workwear, product knowledge, compliancy, great pricing, and innovation, directworkwear.com. They're an Edmonton-based company. Hitchcock, head coach of the Edmonton Oilers, saying it was it was a situation where they just could not match Vegas's depth. They play at a tempo that's hard to match. They're deep and they come at you with four lines. And when they're on top of their game, you know, we, we negated them in our building. They did a great job. But uh, they were on top of us uh, for a lot of the night today, they they put a lot of pressure on you, and you know they've they've added that 
that whole new line that didn't even play against us and um, you know that's a significant line with a lot of good players on it and when you have a lack of depth sometimes playing a full 60 minute game is a difficulty and Hitch says it was in fact the third period that ended up killing the Oilers last night against Vegas I thought in the third period they they skated us they skated us into the ground a little bit and uh, took advantage. We looked uh, we looked tired in the third period, and they they amped it up to another level. We were right there after two, but uh, and then even came back and made it four three. But I thought their their skating legs showed up in the third period, and they skated us. Uh, they made us make. They forced us into a lot of errors, a lot of puck errors, because of their ability to uh, to pressure us. And like I said, their tempo was higher than ours. Chris Russell, defenseman of the Edmonton Oilers, says that Vegas, they play that full 60-minute game. They are a well-balanced team. But, uh, you know, I felt like when we did the right things, you know, we played them hard. You know, we made it hard on them. So um, it's just consistently doing that through 60. Um, they're a team that, you know, obviously plays for a full 60. That's the reason they made the Stanley Cup Finals last year. And, um, and we just had to be a bit better in our areas. And finally, Sam Gagne saying the Oilers need to be hungrier for the puck moving forward. we got to look at our own games and uh, when we were uh, when we were hunting pucks back um, you know back checking and, and making it hard on their forwards to, to create any offense um, I thought we got a lot and uh, that's got to be our blueprint all right so it is 12 15 in Edmonton that does it for the Oilers now audio vault for our friends at direct workwear we'll step aside we'll bring Bob in uh, he's well we talked to him a little earlier today he was on the tarmac with the Oilers as they fly from Vegas to St. Louis it's Brendan Escott pinch hitting today on Oilers now subscribe to the Oilers now podcast available on Apple podcasts Google podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts Oilers now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad Brendan Escott in for Bob today 1218 in Edmonton without further ado we'll get to a conversation I chatted with Bob a couple hours ago now as they were getting ready to head out from Vegas to St. Louis and I started by asking him in that game against Vegas the Oilers lack of depth really got exposed didn't it Oh, absolutely, Brendan. I mean, I, I think everybody that watched the game last night saw that the Oilers organization's got a lot of work to do here to to round things out. Second of a back-to-back, not ideal. Yeah, Koskinen had a tough performance, and we're going to hit on that. Uh, but the defense got pushed by a hard forecheck, and the Oilers have no support scoring on the wings. And so it manifests itself into a difficult night. Um, you know, I said it after the game last night, you uh, you basically squandered your third-line center for nothing, and then, you know, the new GM comes in and at least is able to turn that into a top-12 forward that can play and not a guy in the minors. And, uh, you know, you trade a Drake Cadillo for a guy that's in it on the lineup in the American Hockey League, and that's and you're already light to begin with up front. So uh, against a team like Vegas, and it's funny, I talked to Kelly McCrimmon after the game last night, the assistant general manager of the Vegas Golden Knights, and... Uh, you know, they get Mark Stone, and that puts them in the Nashville-Winnipeg conversation for me in terms of the depth. And I thought Calgary was the best team we saw in the division earlier in the year. But I got to tell you right now, based on what we saw last night with Vegas, because they've got Mark andre Fleury, because Malcolm Subban, Brendan, was there to be had. He wasn't that good. Of course, Koskinen had a tough night. Mm-hmm. But Vegas just came at Edmonton in waves, and the owner said, even with the you know the, the relatively healthy defense, it shows the challenges they have in transition to puck on the back end under an extreme forecheck, and uh, they couldn't get out of their zone. 
And, of course, it didn't help that they're, you know, they, that game in Arizona, Brendan, that wasn't one game. That was one and a quarter game. I mean, that was a hard game for the team. And then to play Vegas, who's sitting ready and eating one with Mark Stone in the lineup, and they were on their game. You need everything to go right. And uh, they didn't have that last night, you know, uh, as, as we know. And that's where we're going to go next with Koskinen, and I know. Yeah, absolutely. So we can jump right into that. Uh, he was getting beaten on his glove side almost mercilessly. I don't think I've ever seen Twitter react with the with the personalities in the media specifically who don't typically talk about that sort of thing online. And it was just every one of them was making a comment about that glove side. So he's he's got to sort that out in order to be a bona fide starter in this league, I think. Well, yeah, it's low-hanging fruit because it's such an easy thing to, to focus on. Uh, what I would say is this. Uh, Miko Koskinen did not start back-to-box over in the KHL. And uh, from the moment that the Edmonton Oilers traded Cam Talbot, and they, they partially did that to alleviate a little bit, of, alleviate the, not the tension, but just the fact that we had two goaltenders here and both unrestricted free agents. Koskinen got the extension. But from that point forward, Miko's had to have a couple back-to-back starts. And uh, so, I, you know, I think he's, because I see how hard he, like he was not very good at handling pucks, and he was poor on angles early in the year, and he's worked a lot on that. Um, but when he starts in back-to-back games, Brendan, I think what happens is fatigue sets in, and maybe he drops his glove even lower, and the book's out on him. And in this league, unlike the KHL, guys can score from anywhere because they can really shoot the pill. And they can make that shot, and uh, they're closer to a net. They're not as boxed out. So what I would say is 100% the criticism is fair, and it played a factor last night. He wasn't very good last night. Absolutely fair criticism against a really good team. But what I would also say is he works really hard. And so he's if he doesn't get it straightened out, he's only going to be a – a, a 1A, 1B goaltender. He's only going to be a 45-game-a-year guy, and they're going to have to get somebody else to be in. But if he works as hard on uh, the glove moving forward and gets more conditioned to... And I do think the Oilers have to create a situation where they've got another goaltender that's good enough here that can push him, right? That it's not just 70 starts and 15 starts. Like that's, I think that's completely unrealistic. But, uh, you know, I, I know how hard he works in practice. I, I see him out there every morning before everybody else. And um, it's been his way since the start of the season. It's why he progressed from the start of the year. But last night was glaring. And if he doesn't get it fixed, he's only going to be an average starter. If he gets it fixed, he has a chance to be a legitimate, you know, top 20, number one goaltender that gives you a chance to win every day. So uh, we'll we'll put a bow on the Oilers with this. Still seven points back of the final wild card spot. It basically sounded like they needed to take two of three for sure on this on this road trip. Still possible if they knock off St. Louis tomorrow, um, but they're going to have to be pretty much perfect from here on out in order to sneak in, right? Yeah, Brendan, absolutely. And you can't tell the players that they're done. Okay, like the players have got to believe that they can still, and they and they have played better, but they've been exposed against good teams. You know, they got lit up by the Leafs in Toronto, who were a quick, fast team that could score. Uh, And then, obviously, the game against Vegas, they just got overpowered. 
Like that's a heavy, hard team with a terrific forecheck. Um, the game against New Jersey was very costly. You got to find a way to win that game if you're Edmonton, and that's pretty much inexcusable. And in the process, it's wrecking some ridiculous runs. Like you know, McDavid on an eight-game multiple-point uh, scoring run, named NHL Street's the third star of this week. Um, you know, Leon up to 43 goals, second in the NHL in goal scoring. So, you know, end of the day here, I, I think we all know what the Oilers don't have and what needs to be addressed moving forward. They got to add a lot more speed and skill on the wings. They got to change the makeup of their defense where they can transition pucks better and quicker and create something off of ozone cycles instead of getting the puck. Because right now what's happening is teams are they're saying, don't let the orders beat us down low. And if they pop it back to the point, well, we'll, we'll take that chance against their D. And then they're going to need another goalie here at some stage, too. That's uh, a little bit more experience moving forward. But that's all off-season stuff. And right now they just got to keep the dream alive. So the Bakersfield Condors have been on an excellent run. Um, Joseph Gambardella got called up sort of mid-show or towards the end of the show on Friday. Nobody, uh, I I couldn't really ascertain why. I thought that somebody might have been a little bit dinged up. What was the rationale behind that, just rewarding him for how he'd been playing? I I think they want to take a look at him. I think he's got a chance to be a fourth-line left wing next year. the Oilers are going to need some cheap bottom six forwards because of the makeup of their roster unless they can divest themselves of a couple contracts. Um, to be frank with you, when it comes to Bakersfield and what they've accomplished, 21-2-1 and one in their last 24, you know, I'm more excited to see at what point Tyler Benson and Kyler Yamamoto get transitioned on the wings. I think Benson's clearly... I mean, if you're doing what he's doing in his rookie year, like, this is a guy that as a bantam was off the charts and he got robbed of his junior career because of injury, because of some significant core issues. And, you know, he's been healthy all year and, and I don't necessarily believe he's going to start the year next year now, but I think at some point he's coming up to stay. And, uh, you know, if he ends up winning the rookie scoring race and finishes with better than a point per game, and he might the way he's going right now, you know, that's, that's the real positive. I, I think that the amount, and the other thing that's happened here for him, Brendan, over the last 15 games or 16 games, is now he's scoring goals because he wasn't scoring goals early. Uh, as for Yamamoto, Yamamoto, you know, he's hurt again. He hasn't really gained significant traction during the year at the AHL, but there's, we all know there's something there. And again, this might be a mid-season thing. And so now you're talking, a, you know, it's, for the sake of argument, let's say they come here at 22 and 21, one left wing, one right wing that can maybe play in your top nine. And again, I don't have them penciled in at the start of the season. I think at some point during the year, actually to me, the guys on defense, you know, Lagosin and Jones are going to be pushing persons. 25 is going to be coming over from Sweden. He's played with men the last two years. We've seen lots of guys been able to make the jump. I think there might be a quicker, a quicker ascension for some of the Oilers prospects on defense to be on the team next year. But I do think we should be excited. Uh, you know, I know I'm personally excited with Benson in particular with what he's accomplished this year. Marodi, I got to see a little bit more. He's got to have a good summer in the gym. Like he, to me, he doesn't. He there's there's no quick twitch there. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. protects the puck well, but he's not a great skater. Benson to me is a stronger skater, and Benson's really smart. But those guys, you know, there's a right shot guy in Marodi. Again, I mean, we, that might be an entire line that 
30 games in the year makes the team better. But they're still going to have to find other guys. You know, Vegas had two guys last night playing down in the American Hockey League, Daniel Carr and Brooks Masick. Those guys would be playing for the Oilers and be better than some of the options Edmonton has. So, you know, it's just a, it's, a, it's an interesting situation. But we are seeing good things with Bakersfield, and I'd say leave Bakersfield alone as much as possible. And we'll talk more about that with the Athletics. Daniel Nugent Bowman coming up at 1.35 today. Right now, creeping up on the 12.30 news break. And uh, when we come back on the other side of that, John Shannon from NHL Hockey on Rogers. It's Brendan Escott filling in for Bob Stoffer on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad.